Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. Awesome. Isn't God good? Isn't God doing loads of stuff in people's lives? It's awesome. And I think um, I almost don't need to preach a message now. You've heard like God moving and just what Joanna was saying. That was just, I don't know, that just stirred something in me. That, quite, that quick testimony, he's done something in, in my belly, my spirit. Awesome. Um, actually, for where Joanna was, um, where Joanna left off, is actually what I'm talking about today, which is about not settling for allowing the enemy to just do whatever he wants to do in our lives. And actually, I'm carrying on from where I left off last week as well about putting our stakes in the ground and and really being strong in our with our discipline with God. So. I mentioned, if you weren't here last week, I'll do a very, very quick recap. From Isaiah 54, verse 2 and 3, it says, Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch out your tent curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you'll spread out to the right and to the left, your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. And I was focusing on strengthening our stakes. And it's like I was using the analogy of like a tent and tent pegs going into the ground, and our lives been like that tent, and we need to strengthen our stakes or strengthen our pegs in the ground, and that all comes from our daily meeting with God, daily praying, worshiping, spending that time with Jesus, and that keeps us grounded and strengthened, and and you know it's it's like an anchor going down in the ground, so we can't be moved, we can't be just blown by the wind. You know, the wind just comes along and can just blow a tent away, or rain can come through it, or whatever can happen to it. But it's like when we have our our pegs down, our stakes down in the ground, we're solid, we're firm, we're not being moved, the enemy's not just pushing us about and doing stuff in our lives or our family's lives, we're we're rooted, amen, on the rock, amen. Okay, so today, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go through like my kind of my daily routine with God, and this does change from time to time, so it's not a, a hard and fast thing where I do the same thing every single day. Um, God kind of moulds it, changes it, does whatever he wants to do, tells me to do different things, but this is kind of the basic kind of structure to it. And I want us to, it's going to be a real practical day today where we're just going to, I'm going to carry on from where I left off last week, so I'm going to filter some of that stuff from last week into practice, into reality. So, I mean, one of the first things um, I do when I wake up in the morning, I mean, first of all, let's, let's just go before the night before, is I'm like, God, um, help me to get up in the morning. And I ask God to give me that grace to just to, to wake up in the morning. I set my alarm the night before, try and get to bed at a decent time, because I know for me personally, I've got, to, I've got to meet with God early. I've got kids that get up around half six and so I've got to kind of get up before them. And before my day begins, before the kids wake up and the kind of like the craziness begins with three small children, it's like, God, right, help me to, help me to get up in the morning. And I need to get to bed at a decent time at night. Often, I know this is different for everyone. Not all of us can meet with God in the morning. I know people do shift work and there's, there's all sorts of things going on in our lives where we can't. But it is 
a good time to meet with God. Before your day begins, before everything piles up in the day, it's good to just lift everything up to him. So I set my alarm, I get up in the morning, and I come downstairs now. Before I used to, when we were in our two-bed flat, I used to go into the bathroom. There's only a few rooms in the house. But now I come downstairs, I grab a drink, and I, I just start meeting with God. And the first thing I do, <clears throat> I make sure my phone's off so I don't get distracted. There's, as a pastor, millions of phone calls, messages, WhatsApps, all sorts of things going on. Um, I get my phone out of the way, I get my Bible, and the first thing I do is I begin to thank God. That's the very first thing I do, and I recommend you do this. You just begin to thank him. Thank you, Jesus, for this day today. Thank you, I'm alive. Thank you for my family, my children, my wife. Thank you for my church. Thank you, Father God, for everything you're doing in me and through me. Father, I just thank you. I thank you for you. You've blessed me today. I thank you. And then I also begin, and, I, and I've given out before some declarations that you can make over your lives. I think we may have some of them at the back somewhere, but I can pick up some more of those. But I've just begin to just declare the word over my life and just, just, God, I thank you, Lord. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. I thank you, Father. I'm the head and not the tail today. I'm above and not beneath today. I thank you, Father God, for blessing my family. I thank you, Lord. I'm a child of God. I thank you, Father God. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm, I'm over, not under. Father, I thank you, Lord. I have victory today. You are my victory today. I have victory over the enemy today. Nothing is going to stop your plan for my life happening today. And I just begin to declare the word and just, just declare truth over my life and just thank him for everything he's going to do in my life, he's done in my life. And it just builds you up. It wakes you up as well. You know, we come downstairs, I'm still a little bit cloudy, still not quite there yet. Just begin to praise him. And then that thanksgiving kind of turns into praise. And I just begin to lift up Jesus. Lord, you're awesome. You're amazing. You're wonderful. You're great. You're holy. You're faithful, true. You know, and just lift him. And it begins to lift you as well. Do you know what I mean? You, you begin to kind of come out of your flesh that was just, you know, sleeping into your spirit, man. And you begin to kind of rise up. As you fix your eyes on him and just lift him up, you begin to kind of come into... Do you, do you ever experience that where you just become... You feel like you're transitioning from flesh into spirit and you're, you're coming up and you're... You know, like, like the worship here this morning, as we, as we worship God, you kind of... You just begin to feel like you're, you're coming out and coming up into, into where God is. Amen? So you've got to stir yourself up. Like David did, he encouraged himself in God. Encourage yourself in God in the morning. It, it lifts something. You know, before the stresses of the day and things like that start to come in, just clear all that out by praising him. Amen. And then after that time, sometimes I go straight into worship. It depends what God wants to do with me that day. But often I'll go into worship and put a worship song on or just sing. And, just, and that, again, that kind of just lifts up, puts him in that right position for your day. God, you're front, you're center, you're at the top, you're at the beginning. And you just focus in on him and praise him, worship him, exalt him over everything. And then I go into what we call SOAP, which is scripture, observation, application and prayer. So this is something we've been doing for the last few years now, I believe, in Kingdom Faith. And we have, and I think I've, I haven't got my um, calendar on me. Um, can someone just grab me one of the calendars off the, the desk at the back? I think they're up there. Um, but what I do is I would, 
I do sometimes use my phone if I haven't got my calendar handy. But I'll, I could go, you can go on the Kingdom Faith website and it actually then does show you where you are at um, with the daily reading. So we have a... Thank you, Stephen. We have a daily reading plan. And there's three chapters of Scripture that we, you can read every day. Now, I personally don't get through three chapters of Scripture every day. What I like to do is just take maybe one chapter or bits of the different chapters and just go over it and just meditate on it. And, you know, the Word of God is so powerful. It's so rich. It's so full of life, full of instruction. It's full of God. And, I mean, Jesus is the Word. So when we're reading the Word in the morning, we're meditating on the Word, you're meeting with God in the Word. He is, he is the living Word. Amen? So this one's the one for May. Uh, this last week we've been going through it and the weeks before we've been going through the book of Romans and I've just been really kind of getting into, the, getting into Romans and we're going to, I'm just going to take a look at some of um, Romans this morning and some other scriptures so if you just flick with me to Romans 12 we were going through this week 12 and 13 we're going to have a look at I'm just going to briefly, because I've only got, probably got a few minutes left now. Um, we're going to briefly just go through, have a look through these, these chapters. So if you start at Romans 12, also get a good translation. Get a translation of the Bible that you understand. Don't try and work with one that's just really difficult. You know, I recommend the NIV, NLT. We've got the Truth Translation by Pastor Colin. That's very, very good, very easy to understand. Um, and that just helps you digest the word you can understand the word so i was going to start from romans 12 this is in the nlt it says and so dear brothers and sisters i plead with you to give your bodies to god because of all he has done for you let them be a living and holy sacrifice the kind you will find um, the kind he will find acceptable this is truly the way to worship him don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Now, there's a lot there, and that's just a few, script, that's just a few verses. Um, but take the word bit by bit and just go over it. Just read it and go over it bit by bit. I don't recommend reading long chapters and going through and trying to keep up with the, the soap plan. Just take, you can take one, one chapter, you can take one verse for a day. And actually these two, cha- these two chapters in Romans are so full of, of God. They're so full of um, loads of stuff that God wants to speak into our lives. So it's saying give your lives to God as, a living, as that living sacrifice. So I take that and I'm like, okay, God, Father, help me to give you my life as a living sacrifice today. So you go through the scripture, you observe it, so you read it, you understand it, you apply it to your life and you pray it through as well. God, help me. I want to be a living sacrifice today. You know, this word that we read, we need to pray it through. God has given us everything to enable us to do the word. You know, it's not just a set of instructions that you just need to kind of muster up the kind of willpower to just do. He gives us his spirit to accomplish it. He's given us his grace to accomplish it. 
and we need to just pray it through and pray it into our lives. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So God, help me not to just copy um, the customs, the ways of the world. Lord, just, I want you to transform me by, the, by, by your word. So verse 3, it says, Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given you. And take, it's taken a little bit of a verse like that and saying, God, yeah, help me. I don't, I don't want to think too much of myself. Help me, help me to work that out in my life, that I'm not thinking I'm better than everyone else around me. This is, this is how the word works. We just, we've, only, we've only touched a few, script, a few verses. This is how you apply the word to your life. This is how you live, you live the word. You apply that word bit by bit. You pray it through. And do you know what? You know, one of the main things I wanted to say this morning is that the word is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, there are some bits that are complicated that can be difficult and you need to know a little bit of background about them and stuff like that. But most of the word is very self-explanatory. You read it in, a, in an understandable translation. You just, you just read it through and apply it to your life every day. If you think about, if you did that and you worked through like these Bible reading plans and you did it every day, can you imagine how, what an awesome Christian you would be? Can you imagine how you could follow God? And, and you, but you've got to put it into action. You've got to put this word into action. It doesn't just automatically happen. And you can't be lazy about it. This is what I'm talking about, this whole thing about the putting our stakes in the pegs and all of that. If you're lazy and you're not getting into the word daily, there will be stuff that will come up in your lives that will challenge you. And, and, and it's almost like God kind of like is like, guys, it's all here. It's all here. Just apply it to your life. Read it. Apply it to your life. And you won't have to go through these difficulties. You won't have to go through these struggles. I've given you all of this. We've done like three or four verses right now. And actually there's a whole book. That's like a few lines. And there's a whole book. And that's just a tiny bit of instruction. Paul, you know, Paul in, in the epistles, he's, he's instructing the church. This is how to live. This is what to do. This is how to live a victorious Christian life. You know, we talk a lot about victory and overcoming the enemy and overcoming and stuff. Uh, but actually, sometimes you've got to apply some things to see that victory. Amen? It doesn't just happen like that. Or you've, you've got to apply some stuff. But God has given us this word and he's encouraging us to, to use it. And you've got to use it. You've got to use it. Let's just keep going. Uh, where did we get up to? Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with the Christ body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. Loads of instruction. God, work these out in me. Help me to encourage people. Help me to teach. Help me to prophesy well. Help me to, to give words to people, you know, to, to build, that build people up. 
we have all of these gifts, and these are just a, a real, these are only a few gifts. We have loads more. If you're a teacher, teach, give, give generously. If God has given you a leadership ability, take, respons- take the responsibility serious. I pray that for me. God, you've given me a leadership responsibility. Father, help me to take this seriously. And you know what? You can take that verse, and I can just apply it to my day, my whole day, one tiny little piece of scripture. God, in everything I'm doing, I want to take it, I want to, I want to take my responsibility, um, I'm sorry, what did it say? Seriously, sorry, yeah, <laughs> not, not doing it, yeah, God, help me. <laughs> um, take, I want to take my responsibility seriously, and I just take that verse, and in everything I'm doing during the day, I apply it to that. I want to take this seriously, God, not just, you know, it be messing about, I'm messing about or I'm not, ta- I'm not kind of like taking someone's life seriously. You know, someone's got an issue, they've come to me. I want to take that seriously. Oh, God, teach me how to pray for that person, to help that person, to be there for that person. Amen? Okay. And if, you've been, if you have a gift... For showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honouring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to, to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. I love the NLT. <laughs> Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honourable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. That's a good scripture. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, I will take revenge, I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you'll heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Do you know, I don't even need to preach it, really. You know? But it's weird, though, because you, we can sometimes come to church or, or on a Sunday morning and expect something. I mean, I do need to teach, and I do need to preach as a leader, and people up here do need to release the Word of God and bring understanding to it. But it is also here in your Bible daily. You can just read it for yourself and apply it to your life. You can live a full, victorious, you know, fruitful life for the kingdom of God, for our God and King. You know, just by going through chapter by chapter, verse by verse, every day. But we've got to put these things into our lives. Otherwise, we will not see the fruit of it. And we'll blame God and we'll blame others and we'll blame your church and you'll blame the pastor and you'll blame everyone. But actually, God's just saying, just open your Bible and read it and apply it. Listen to it. There's loads there loving each other. There's loads there. That's one chapter. 
I'm going to move on to 13. Everyone must submit to the governing authorities, for all authority comes from God. And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. That's a big revelation. I don't know if some of you have understood that. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. For the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you uh, like to live without fear of the authorities? Do what is right, and they will honor you. The authorities are God's servants sent for your good, but if you are doing wrong, of course, you should be afraid, for they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. Pay your taxes too. For these same reasons, for the government workers need to be paid. They're serving God in what they do. Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and the government fees to those who collect them and give respect and honour to those who are in authority. And you know, also again on a Sunday morning... Uh, I, in preaching the word, the word kind of speaks for itself. I don't need to kind of put any sort of um, guilt or guilt on anyone or shame on anyone to do, you know, because we're not doing this or we're not doing that. The word kind of like the word convicts with the, the, the spirit of God in the word that convicts us to be doing the right thing. So, for example, when I read this, um, a few days ago, I was like, okay, God, is there anything in my heart or in my life where I'm not doing what the word says to do? And God just reminded me that since we've moved house, we've had to change like a number of, uh, you've got to change all your addresses and you've got to do loads of stuff to say you've moved, you're living somewhere else. And God said, God reminded me that we haven't done, me and Anna haven't done our, I don't know if Anna's listening, we haven't done our VLA, um, like our driver's license, we haven't changed the address on them. And it is on our list of things to do, but we know it's going to cost a bit of money to do. And we're kind of like putting it off a bit and putting it off a bit. And like it's now a month now. And we're like putting it off. But it's like God's like, are you obeying the authorities? Are you doing what the word says to do? You know, are we breaking the law? Are we doing anything that we shouldn't be doing? Are we paying our taxes? Are we doing little things with benefits that we shouldn't be doing? Do you know what God speaks? It's like, I don't, he speaks to us. Through his word. If we're not in the word, we don't know what he's saying. But it's, he, he, will work, he will hit different areas of our lives. He goes right deep. He, he gets the little things. It's all in here. We don't need to kind of, you don't need someone to be telling you off or, doing, or, or kind of setting you straight. It's in the word. So that's something, Anna, I don't know if you're listening, we need to sort out. Um, I need to sort out. <laughs> yeah. I need to sort out, but we will, we'll, get, we'll, we'll do that, we'll do that straight away. But um, pay your taxes, I don't know if we have issues with taxes, or with, the, with the authorities, with police, with, I don't know, the laws that are set in the land, but God is saying that he's put these people and these laws in place to, to bless us. There is obviously cases where if the law tells us, right, we're not allowed to preach the gospel anymore, then we don't kind of, we don't have to obey that, but... These, the laws, especially in our land, we haven't got, you know, this, this could be very challenging in some of the countries that have, like, some very harsh laws. But in our land, you know, we can obey the laws, amen, and we're obeying God by doing it. So verse 8, owe nothing to anyone except your obligation of love, uh, obligation to love one another. 
Um, if you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of the law. For the commands say you must not commit adultery, you must not murder, you must not steal, you must not covet. Um, these and other such commandments are summed up in this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not wrong others, so love fulfills the requirements of God's law. So love each other. God, work that in me. I need to help, help me to love people, to love one another. This is all the more urgent, for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor um, of right living. Because we belong to the day. We must not live, uh, sorry, we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and immoral living or in the quarreling or jealousy. Um, instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourselves think, uh, don't let yourselves think about ways to indulge your evil desires. Um, so there's a lot there. There's a lot there. So one chapter a day is, prob- is probably enough. A few verses a day is, a- is enough. And you could, you know, it's up to you what you want to do. You can just take one chapter and work through it for a week. Just take some of those verses every day and apply them to your day. Live, live them out. Are, are, you, are we being hearers of the word or readers of the word and not doers of the word? You know, do, do what the word says to do. Revolutionize your life. You know, I love, um, we've, we've gone into Psalm 119. I think that's the, the one for today. And um, Psalm 119 is all about the Word of God. Read through it. I really encourage you. I re- you know, I read through it the other day, and, and it's a long one. It's a very long psalm, but it really will build you up and give you a heart to read the Word and a heart to be in the Word because the writer of that psalm is just talking about the Word constantly. So it says, um, Psalm 119, verse 9, how can a young person stay pure by obeying your word? I've tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commandments. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. I've recited aloud all the regulations you have given us. I've rejoiced in your laws as much as in riches. I study your commandments and reflect on your ways. I delight in your decrees and not forget your and not forget your word. And there's loads in there. It goes over and over again. God, your word is so, it's, it's awesome. It's powerful. Lord, help me to stay in your word. Um, I'm just going to flick for a few that I've underlined. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instruction. Your eternal word, O Lord, stands firm in heaven. Your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. That's what God has given us his word for. It's, it's to enlighten our lives. It's to give us direction. It's, it's a sharper than, it says it's a sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing spirit and soul and bone and marrow. The word of God cuts in a good way. It cuts into us and can just do things in, in us that nothing else can do. It's all in God's word. So this morning, I just want to encourage you to follow the Bible reading plan. We've got new ones out there on the desk at the back. Um, 
and I honestly believe when, you, when we follow this, that as a church and as we're coming under the authority that God's given to us, and I'm under authority as well, I've got leaders, I believe Pastor Clive chooses these scriptures, they are, they are anointed by God, amen? They're kind of like, they are the word for us now. They're the words that God is speaking to us now. So go through them, grab one of these on your way out, they're also online, and it's all there. It's all there for our benefit, to build us up, to encourage us, to strengthen us, so that we're full of God, we're full of life, we're full of power, we know where we're going, we know what God has for us, we know his promises and we're living his promises and we're, we're solid, you know, we've got, our, we've, we've got our lives pinned down into that rock, into that firm foundation, we're not going to be blown around, we're not going to be moved, we're going to stay solid because we know his word and we apply his word to our lives. I mean, if we just stand, I'm going to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. So John six sixty three says, The Spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I've spoken to you, they are full of spirit and of life. And later on, verse 68, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We've come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. And, you know, he has the words of eternal life, and he is the word. So when we read his word, that's that, the words, their spirit and their life, their words of eternal life. You know, when we tune into the word and we pray it and we, we read it and we meditate on it, it's like we're filling ourselves with his spirit and his life. It gets on the inside of us. Amen. So let's just pray as we finish. Father, we just thank you, Lord God. Just begin to pray and just ask him to just give you that passion for his word again. Just relight your heart, your fire inside of you to just burn again for his word. Lord, give us a desire to read your word, to be in your word, to be, to be part of your word. Just ask him to... You know, I can't do it for you. Ask him to give you a heart, a fresh desire for his word. Ask him to help you to, to set those, those, those disciplines in place in the morning, to set your heart again alight to meet with him at the beginning of the day or whenever it is. Ask him to help you to, to make space in your day for him. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word. It's life to us. It's that lamp unto our feet, Father, that light unto our path. We thank you, Jesus, that you've given us everything for life and godliness, and it's all in your word, Father. We thank you for your promises that are yes and amen for us, Father. They're in your word, Jesus. Father, just stir that desire for you afresh. Stir that desire for your word afresh, Jesus. Father, just grow. We want to grow in you. We want to mature in you. We want to move forward in you, Jesus. Father, we want to just be everything you've called us to be, Father God. And Father, we need your word to do that in our lives, Jesus. Father, we praise you today. We give you glory. 
Father, work in us, Father God, everything you want to work into our lives through your word, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let's give him a massive shout of praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.